Hello and welcome to this week's Catamania episode, which I am recording from the motherland of mine, from Moldova. I arrived here last week, I'm sure many of you had seen, and uh, so far everything is, you know, as per usual, filled with lots of food. It's probably going to be like that till the end of my trip. I'm working from here and I'm also obviously spending lots of time with my family, which is the sole purpose of being here. And... I guess reconnecting with my roots, because that's what you do when you go back home, right? You reconnect with your roots, you kind of get inspiration, you get some kind of sense of something. I don't even know how to define that sense that you get when you go to your roots, when you go back to where you come from to visit your family and the place where you were born and raised. So anyways, it's been really great, um, and I really wanted to record this episode because I pretty much every time I host any kind of Q&A, um, even without hosting Q&As, I get a lot of questions from y'all about my English and how I learned to speak English this way and how I got rid of my accent and how I was able to work on my pronunciation and if I have any tips. I have shared those tips before with you on numerous occasions, but I thought, you know, it would be actually a really good idea to just kind of compile them all into a podcast episode so that it's out there in the world, so that it hopefully helps you guys and helps anyone you know who is looking to speak English or really any other language, because I feel like these tips would apply to other languages as well. It, it would help them. So, you know, if you know anybody that could benefit from this episode, forward it to them. I hope you enjoy and I hope you find a lot of value from this. First things first, I want to clarify, there's absolutely nothing wrong with having an accent. When I say that I got rid of my accent, I don't mean I got rid of it because I thought it was a negative thing to have it or... I didn't like it. I just personally really loved the way Canadians, you know, specifically in Western Canada, I guess, because that's where I moved, spoke English. I just really loved how soft that accent is. I also realized that pretty much most of US speaks very similar. And I was like, hey, it would be cool if I could just like speak this way because I like this accent. If I moved to, I don't know, London, England, I would have probably really loved to learn how to speak with a British accent because they have really nice accents there. If I moved to Australia, I probably would have felt the exact same way about the Australian English. It just, I just loved the accent and I wanted to have it. That's all it was. It wasn't something negative. I think many of us feel like, having an accent is bad and we're ashamed of it. And I really, I, I, I don't think that way. Every single person I've ever met always says that they love accents. Like every single person whose uh, language, whose first language is English, they always say that they love it when people have accents. So, you know, that was not the intention. The intention was just to speak with a different accent. A few things. First of all, before moving to Canada to help me learn the language, I did a few things. I started watching movies strictly in English. I don't know how it is where you come from, but I grew up on Russian television. And when we would have, you know, Hollywood movies, for example, shown to us, or like Brazilian, you know, movies, Brazilian soap operas, which were really popular, it would be dabbed over. So it would be actually translated into Russian and you would 
pretty much not hear the language that the movie or the show was made in. So you couldn't even, you know, hear really the language that it was spoken in. So if you were watching a movie in English, you wouldn't be able to hear English. You would just be able to hear Russian. So I had to kind of put effort in finding movies and shows that I wanted to watch, or for example, movies that I knew of when I was a kid, um, to find those in English with English subtitles, preferably. I still watch movies in English with English subtitles because a lot of the times I don't understand what they're saying. Because if you're not a native speaker in a language, no matter how well you speak it, you will still have troubles understanding sometimes what the songs are about. Like I find my first language is Russian. So in Russian, I can understand even if somebody's like swallowing half of a word, what they mean. Whereas when it's not your native language, when it's not your mother tongue, it's much more difficult to have that. So with movies, I still to date watch them with subtitles. So that's the number one thing I changed when I knew that I wanted to learn English better is I started watching as much as I could on television and, you know, movies and shows and all that kind of stuff in English. I think at that time I was watching Gossip Girl and I'm not ashamed of it because I really used to love that show. And I found, I think, like a way online, like streaming or something like that to, to watch it in English and it helped a lot. Now, if you are at the stage of learning the language and you are still struggling a lot with like the vocabulary and finding the right words... The first, for the first little while when you will do this, it'll be challenging because a lot of the stuff that you will hear in the show, you wouldn't, you will not understand. You will see a word or you will hear a word and you'll be like, I don't understand what this means. Awesome. Great opportunity for learning. You open up your laptop, you translate the word, you write it in your notebook and you memorize it and you use it in the sentence and preferably even the same sentence that you heard in the movie or the TV show. I think that it took me... <laughs> I don't remember how long, but it took me a really long time to rewatch all of Gossip Girl, for example, in English, because I would pause so much and I would have to translate so many words and so many phrases, but it helped because you remembered better because A, you hear it in the show, then you translate it on your computer or on your you know phone or whatever, then you write it in your notebook then you use it in your head, you watch it again, you know, like it's just there's so much of that like practice loop going on right off the bat that it helps, right? So that's what I did. The other thing I did was reading any opportunity that I would get, I would read in English. Um, any like articles online, you know, for example, if I was reading something on Wikipedia in Russian, I would go and I would choose English and see what was written about somebody or something in English that way as well. So that, I think, really, really helped me with my vocabulary. There was some difficulties with that in the sense of certain things that I thought meant one thing meant a whole other thing. But, you know, I'm sure you've heard my story of dropping deuces and how I thought that that meant throwing a party. That was just one example. There was quite a few more. But nonetheless, you know, like whatever, you make a mistake, you move on, you correct it. The second thing I did specifically for my accent, and this is really interesting, and I guess I did it subconsciously without even realizing that it's an actual technique. Uh, many of you messaged me and said that there's, I think, like some kind of book even written about it. But I basically created a character for myself that speaks English very well. It's almost like creating an alter ego. 
So Christina, who speaks Russian. Now, my first language is Russian. I also spoke Romanian when I lived in Moldova. I still speak it, but I just don't speak it as well as I used to when I lived in Moldova. So I had like, you know, the Christina, whose first language was Russian. That wasn't an alter ego or, or really a character. It was just me. Then when I learned to speak Romanian, I had almost like a different personality in Romanian because Romanian is more of like a Latin language and it's a lot more melodic and it's a lot more flowy. It almost like it's very similar to Italian. So I had like different gestures that I would be using, different movements, different, you know, I guess not temperament, but what is that called? I can't remember, but different um, tone. My voice would sound different. And I was like, hey, since that was the thing with like Romanian and Russian, I need to do the same thing for English. So as crazy as it sounds, I almost created like this alter ego of this American girl who was born and raised in the US and lived in, I don't know, the suburbs of Los Angeles, California. And it worked. Like every time I would speak English, I would basically turn on this American girl. And for the first little while, it kind of felt weird. But then you get so used to it that it becomes a part of you. And now, I mean, it's me obviously speaking English, but... It came from this character that I created in my head of like somebody who was born and raised in US and who spoke English their whole life. You know, you could probably do the same thing if you wanted to adopt like a Southern accent from United States. And if you were born and raised in Texas or somewhere, I don't, like you could do that with so with so many accents, right? You could do it with New York if you really want to, you know, like it's it's endless. It's endless possibilities. You just need to create that character in your head and like flip a switch whenever you speak the language. And then also I would almost mimic actors and actresses from movies and shows. So they would say something with a certain, you know, tone or certain, they would just say it in a certain way. And I would just repeat it to practice the pronunciation because obviously the pronunciation in English is very different from, you know, a lot of other languages. And, you know, in English, you don't roll the R, which is a common thing that, for example, people who speak Russian or really any Slavic language, they struggle with that because in English, you don't don't roll your R's, whereas in those languages you do. So you inevitably end up speaking with a lot of R, you know. So that was like a big thing I had to work on, like the positioning of your tongue in your mouth. You just you do it by practice, though. The The only way to do it is to just, you know, watch somebody do it and then repeat it. And then ask people like, hey, how do I sound? Because the other thing is also, you don't hear your own accent. You think you're speaking with one accent when in reality, somebody else who's listening to you can hear something completely different, right? So it's really important to like ask people. The third thing, which will be a shocker, is confidence. I know, right? Like what a surprise. Confidence, what? Confidence plays a huge part in how you're going to speak a language. Yeah, confidence plays actually a huge part in everything you do in life. And I'm actually preparing another ebook for you guys soon, which I will be announcing and giving you details on very shortly here. Um, I want to sort of compile a scientifically based approach on confidence because I think that there is so much... Mm, kind of like, what do you call that, watery type of advice on confidence? You know, look at yourself in the mirror, tell yourself you're beautiful. And that's all very important. Don't get me wrong. I think it's essential to know how to talk to yourself, your self-talk affirmations. But sometimes they don't feel 
they don't feel true. And you need to do other things to make yourself feel good about yourself. Confidence is just that, right? Feeling good about yourself. But it plays such a huge part in everything in life, not just speaking a language. Your work, your everything you do in life, if you do with confidence, it's scientifically proven. And I will be referencing the research. My husband is helping me with this book tremendously because he's a professional researcher. And it's scientifically proven that if you are confident and you do a task while you feel confident, you have way better chances at succeeding than if you feel like you're not good enough or you don't know what you're doing. You know, it's, it's a huge, huge thing. And it works like that with languages too. The amount of times that I would say something and I would throw in a word that I heard somewhere once or twice and I was like, whoa, I don't know if I even use that word right. Is that how you say it? And people around me be like, yeah, 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 that's, that's, that's the right word. Like, that's actually a really, you know, I guess like complicated word or a word that you don't hear very often and you use it very well. I have had instances when I would say a word and it would not mean what I thought it means, but who cares? Again, if you're confident, you'll just brush it off and be like, sorry about that. You know, now I know what that word means. If you speak confidently in any language, especially a language that is not your mother tongue, you will speak better. I guarantee you that. So you need to work on your confidence. You need to stop telling yourself, oh my God, English is not my first language and I'm just, I feel so shy when I speak, you know, and I don't, I don't really know. And you know, I'm afraid to make mistakes. Oh my God, don't be afraid to make, make mistakes, which ties into the other step, which isn't really a tip on learning languages, but more so just reassurance for you to be more at ease about speaking a foreign language is this. If you are living anywhere in the Western world, which I know most of my followers are, like a lot of you live in Western Europe or US, Canada, most of my following is in the United States. So this, this will definitely apply to you when I say this. People in US and Canada are some of the most tolerant people I have ever met in my life on like a societal level. For the most part, anywhere you go, Nobody will ever make fun of you for making mistakes while speaking a language that is not your mother tongue. Nobody is going to look at you and be like, oh my God, what did you, you just made a mistake. People don't do that here. If they do, they're assholes and they are going to be looked at in a weird way, not you. People here, and I'm in Moldova now, but I mean like in Canada and in US are very welcoming and they're never, ever, ever going to punish you or make fun of you for making mistakes in their language. Realize this truth because it is, it is the truth and you will feel a lot more at ease. Because I think a lot of times immigrants who come to, you know, US and Canada, they feel so scared to make mistakes because they feel so afraid of being judged that they don't even, they, they don't even, you know what I mean? Like you don't even open your mouth to say something you want to say because you're too afraid of making mistakes. I have never heard, I think I had maybe like one girl make fun of me when I first moved to Canada and everybody looked at her and they were like, that's kind of mean, you know, it's, people don't do that here. People are very, very welcoming. So, you know, don't, don't even think that, oh my gosh, I'm too, I'm too shy to speak English because people are going to look at me the wrong way. No, they won't. They're going to, if anything, 
be intrigued by you and be amazed at the fact that you're speaking a language that is not your mother tongue. I think that's pretty much all I have and all I can think of. The only other thing is probably just trying to, this would be probably number five or number six. I, can, I always count. I need to like make notes before I speak. I honestly never make notes. I just let myself speak and see what comes out. I thought of the points to make beforehand, but I didn't write them down. Try to submerge yourself. I'm hoping I'm using this word right now because I actually don't know. Try to put yourself in situations where you have to speak only English, especially actually if you're in the initial stages of learning the language. I know it can be hard, especially for example, if you're moving with your family or if you've moved with your family and in your family you speak, you know, your native, your mother tongue or another, another language that's not, you know, English or whatever language it is that you're learning, but try your best, even especially, actually, especially if you're with your family, try to speak the language that you guys are trying to learn together at home. Because the more you speak it, the more you think in it, and the more you think in it, the easier it'll be for you to just catch it and, and, and speak it better. So that would be probably like, the other recommendation that I would have for you is just try to put yourself in situations where you can only speak English. As a matter of fact, when I, before moving uh, to Canada, I took a very intense course here in Moldova. I don't know if it's still being taught. If it is, I might recommend it to those of you who live here. Um, I took a really intense course where our teacher would not allow us to speak any other language but English. It was just English. And you had no choice but to find a way to find the right words, expressions, to speak English. There was, there was no other way. You had to speak it. So that helped tremendously. And I actually just thought of another point. If you think, like you have a thought, right? Your, your first language is the language that you think in. So if you are thinking, for example, if you're learning English and you want to be at like a really high level of speaking it, and let's say your first language is Russian, try to do the following thing. And I know it sounds really cumbersome, but it isn't. When you have a thought in Russian, try to rethink it in English. Every time you can catch yourself, because obviously you're not going to be able to catch like all of your thoughts throughout the day. But every time you think something and you catch yourself thinking it, ask yourself what language that was in. And if it was in you know, Russian or Ukrainian or Romanian or any other language that you speak, try to rethink it in English. Every time you catch yourself, try to do that. Again, the more you do it, the more you will think in English and the more you will think in English, the easier it'll be for you to just keep the whole thing going and learn it faster and so on and so forth. I really hope this was helpful and I have zero doubt that you are going to get to whatever level of the language that you're learning that you want to get to. It's challenging, but it's not that hard. And again, just picture yourself being some character or some person who speaks the language that you're learning fluently. That's like the number one thing. Do that and then follow the rest of the advice and I am confident that you're going to succeed. I love you so much and thank you so very much for listening to my podcast. I'll see you next week.